Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week three, day one of our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 6. Well, welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. And before we get started, I want to encourage you to read the book of 2 Corinthians once a week for the 10 weeks we go through this book. It really will transform the way that you encounter God's word. With that, let's go ahead and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God. Anoint us with understanding and revelation into the knowledge of God through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. We'll be reading today from the NIV. This is 2 Corinthians 4, starting at verse 1. Therefore, since God, God's mercy, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. So, you know, Paul is uh, continuing on from last week where, you know, we have, uh, we, we ha- have this uh, perfection now, before the law brought death and it was transitory, the glory was transitory. Now the law, the spirit of God brings life and it's eternal. And so he's saying, so because of that, through this ministry, we don't lose heart. There's, there's no shame and condemnation in this life that we have. If we're experiencing liberty in, in Jesus to walk further away from sin rather than more into it, which we discussed last last week. So he says, we don't, we don't act. We don't behave in shameful secret ways. One of the things that the law does, right? It is, is you, you try and find, if you're living by the letter of the law, you try and find little ways to, to find loopholes around it. You create all of these, these webs of lies and deception to try and still kind of fly under the radar, so to speak. Right? The law, that's what the law creates in you. When you are, and again, we, we've, we've talked about how people do this. It's like, well, you need to throw out the Old Testament. You need to throw out the book of Revelation. And then this, you know, this uh, you know, part of Acts and all, and people start picking and choosing. They just start going through this and it becomes so much more legalistic right? because now it's like, well, okay, to, to really follow Jesus, you need to do this, this, and this, but not this, this, and this. And, and I mean, you always find out that there's just so much craziness going on and the law always creates this secret, uh, shameful thing going on in someone's life because it's like, okay, if I just do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, then I'm okay if I kind of do this and this. And if I, if I do this, it counteracts that. And this isn't really as bad as, and all of this nonsense comes up. That's what Christians do. I mean, people that kind of get on the bad side of, you know, the law, like the U S law, they do the same thing. Well, if I do this, I don't have to do this and this. And I mean, we, you know, everyone has this, this angst nowadays about, you know, people who are, are, are trying to find every loophole of tax law and things like that. And it's like, well, if I do this and this, then I don't have to pay this tax. And it's like, there's just always endless loopholes whenever you're living by the letter of the law. There will always be endless loopholes and you're doing all these secret shady things. We see that all the time. 
that is life in the law. That's what Paul's talking about. He's saying as believers, we don't do that. On the contrary, we're like we do everything plain and out in the open. And we all do it with a clear conscience in the sight of God. That's who we are. As believers, we live with clear conscience in the sight of, of God and man. Because we don't have to do all of these weird machinations and do all this crazy stuff to self-justify ourselves before anybody. We don't have to do that. We're free from that. When we live according to the Spirit of God. Verse 3. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Paul is, is going back to talking about how the the Old Testament law, it's veiled before people's eyes because they're still reading it with the veil of Moses where they're trying to cover their eyes from from the the glory of God, kind of that light penetrating the darkness in their lives and exposing their their guilt and shame. They don't want that. So they ask Moses to cover their cover his face so that the glory didn't hit them and, and that still happens to this day with with you know living by the letter of the law. And so Paul's saying, if there is a veil over our gospel, he says, there's not. But if there was, it's that this age, like this corrupt generation, as Peter says on the day of Pentecost, the the ideas and all of the the crazy stuff that Satan has, has put into our culture, that's the veil. It blinds unbelievers, people who are, are perishing right now from seeing what's going on in reality. Verse four, he continues on. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. So he's he's saying that, you know, that the Satan, the God of this age, Satan is the one that's blinding people people's eyes. He's the one that, that's trying to actively keep them from seeing the truth. He wants to keep people bound up in this this legalistic way of living where we're, you know, again, trying to justify ourselves. We do just this, 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 and this. And, you know, then we don't have to do this, this, and this, and all, all of this craziness. If you can keep people with that veil on, you can keep them from seeing the truth. You can keep them from living in the glory of God. That's what Paul's what Paul's talking about here. He's like, and, and we don't preach all of this. It's like we're not doing it to to make ourselves look good. We're we're doing it to elevate Jesus, and then we make ourselves His servants for your sake. We're we're preaching this not to put ourselves on a pedestal. So when you see preachers putting themselves on pedestals, which we see all too often, we should ask ourselves what's going on. Are they doing it genuinely, or are they? Are they getting paid? Are they getting paid? Because we got a lot of people nowadays getting paid. A lot of people getting paid. And I'm not necessarily asking people to evaluate what they think are the motives of people, but the fruit. Lord, never ask us to evaluate people's motives because we can't see. But we should evaluate the fruit. Always evaluate the fruit. And if the fruit is all about getting paid. And it's probably time to move along. Verse 6. For God said, let light shine out of darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. So again, going back to that idea that, that when Moses went before God in the tent of meeting and, and he met with him in, a, in this way that 
was was the Bible makes it clear he didn't meet with him necessarily face to face, but he, he met with him. Uh, Moses' face was illuminated by the glory of God. He he saw God, God's glory, God's goodness passed before Moses. And however he met with him in the tent of meeting, it caused the glory to be displayed on his face. And, and Paul saying the same way, when we meet with Jesus, when we let that light of God shine into our hearts and gives us the, the light of the knowledge of God, that same light is displayed, that same glory is displayed on the face of Christ, it, we inherit that as well. We inherit that light of glory when we walk in the knowledge of God. But the, the linchpin of all of this, everything is that we have to accept Jesus. He has to be the thing that our allegiance is pledged to so that we walk more and more into sanctification and light and in the nature of Jesus. That's who we are and that's what's required of us to come out from underneath that veil of death and destruction and secret shame. We have to have that light of Christ operating in our lives. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.